You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Are you ready, John? I am ready. I'm so ready. Scott. Uh, what? Scott? I'm Keith. Right. Uh, so listen, buddy. Yeah. The two movies that we talk about today are going to be the twenty se- first and 22nd movie that we talk about respectively. I feel like that number is low. <laughs> A little low, <laughs> but it's the last not, year's. It's not crazy, though. I think our usual, like, our high score is like I got 30. 50 one year. Well, 50? 50. That's crazy. Two years ago, I got 50. That's nuts. It, it was nuts. It was a nutty year. <laughs> this year is not so nutty. Anyway, yeah. uh, today we're going to be talking about, I guess, a, a big, not big, but at least a movie that a lot of people are probably going to... The Dwarvenaut. Dwarvenaut. Yep. Uh, that's not the big movie that no, I was talking about. The big not. movie was Ke- Kevin Smith's, I don't know, seven, eighth feature film. Something like that. Yoga uh, Hosers. Yoga Hosers. His yep. second in his weird, zany Canadian Ooh, cartoon. Yoga Hosers, world. eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, second one where his daughter, Harley Quinn uh smith and yep. johnny depp's daughter lily rose depp uh are clerks and they fight tiny one foot tall nazis made of bratwurst yep called bratsies bratsies and uh johnny depp reprises his role as gila point from sure Tusk. Does. reprises that's a good use of the word Rep- you know because of its french origins correct and uh and guy lapointe wow anyway so yoga hosers exist i mean and kevin smith himself the, the tagline that he presented to me when yeah i said hey, was it the, the one where carpet. i made this movie for 12 year old girls he said it's a stoner comedy for 12 year old girls that's what he said yep yep <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was not misrepresenting mission accomplished the buddy <laughs> with that uh motion what was Dwarvenaut about? Dwarvenaut, Dwarvenaut was, was the um, it's a documentary, right? Yeah, it was a documentary. So it was the it was a, like a, like a two part documentary. One part was the story of um, Stefan Pokorny, and um, the second part was of Stefan Pokorny's um, third Kickstarter event for his company Dwarven Forge. So it, it travels along when he starts the Kickstarter, where the how the company is doing, and then it's like a month of life of the life of Stefan Pokorny. And if you don't know what Dwarven Forge yeah, is, if you don't, it's extremely extremely expensive, high end handcrafted um, tabletop setting stuff for your uh, Dungeons and Dragons games, where you put your. I it's guess like, I mean you could probably any any mini games, any miniature game, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's like little little like. Comp- uh, components of dungeon or of caves or of cities. Yeah, and, um, the and they, thir- they look really cool. They look, right? Okay, look, I, I'm a big D and D nerd. You're kind of a D and D nerd. Yeah. It's been seven years. The um, these are like the like the like the Rolls Royce of tabletop figurine. Yeah, exactly. Setting like, stuff. They, so. they look like. I mean, if you were the, the the closest, I guess, comparison you could kind of get to outside of geekdom are like the really really complex. Like Christmas villages that some people yeah, make, yeah, okay. you know what I mean? Like yeah, you know yeah. when people have like these Christmas villages that like take up like half their house and like they look like beautiful and they're all beautifully painted and all sure, that stuff. Sure, sure, it's stuff like, like that. It's like it's like that. It's like art. Like you but could to play your D and D game. But in. to play your D and D game, but like yep. you could set up a little like action adventure in the Dwarven Forge thing and it would look fine. So it turns out the Stefan guy is kind of a character. Okay, and by kind of I mean like he's a real big character. Okay, and um and the story of his life and his uh, owning of this company mm-hmm. and his his like the trials and tribulations to get his third Kickstarter moving was okay. was like a charming and wonderful story but like when you say he's a character like is that like is he like a when you said character i thought phil fish 
from okay. indie film. And no, then no, 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 Fish no, was, no, a, no. was a bad character. Yeah, no, that's like, a, yeah. I feel like there should be a distinction that we could somehow use different words than just character. Because character <laughs> could possibly apply to both of those. Yeah. Um, no. He's like a charming character? Charming, and but like definitely like like heavy into the D&D nerd well, zone. You can okay? imagine that. If you're but like in, the, in the like lovable kind of way, yeah. in the like I would love to be in one of this dude's games because he, he hey, you know. I, I mean, I think you can kind of, like, if you look at the Dwarven Forge stuff, you're yeah. like, this is made by a person, like, with a passion. Yeah. You know, like, he's like, I want my games to run in incredibly detailed, perfectly made, miniature little worlds, and have the little mans move around. Like, that guy... Well, here, here's the core. The core part of this is that he started this company by himself. Right. He was an artist before he was making miniature tabletop stuff. Okay. And um, throughout his company going to the point where Kickstarter number three needed $2 million, or his company was going to go out of business... Okay. He retained solitary control and ownership of the company, where okay. virtually every other one of these things sold out to investors and mm-hmm. then lost control and then stopped being about the product. Right. So, in, like, in that regard, he's, he, like, at the start of it, he's like, I'm not a business guy. I just like making really sweet miniature stuff, and I fucking love D&D. And, like, that's <laughs> it, you know? Okay. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, that's the core of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we're gonna hit, hit yoga hosers. Circle back, to and yoga then we'll circle hosers. back after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yoga hosers is, I mean, it, it was not misrepresented. Not even in the least. Like I don't even know what more you can say than it was like a stoner comedy, stoner comedy for twelve year old girls. It's so weird. And I mean, like <laughs> when Kevin Smith did a, a very long like introduction, forty five minutes, easily an hour, easily an hour, forty five minutes, yeah. not an hour and forty five minutes, forty five minutes to an hour long intro on his film. And he, he was talking about, like, one of the evening with Kevin Smith or whatever, where they screen yoga hosts. A, yeah. guy, a guy stood up and was like, it was objectively terrible. You know? <laughs> and, I mean, like, I can't necessarily say I disagree really? with that guy. Because I was like, a lot of the movie, if I was just comparing it, if I was, like, sitting there as a being like, this is a film that's designed to entertain me, a 33-year-old dude, I'd be like, no, I nope, do not definitely enjoy not. anything yep. about this movie. I'm not really a stoner, and I'm not a 12-year-old girl. Right. So, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like... Watching yeah, but, it, but the claim is it objectively terrible? I don't. I don't think it was objectively terrible. I think it probably hit its mark of like entertaining twelve-year-old girls. Right. I, I really want to watch this with like a twelve-year-old girl. Do you? I mean, I guess. Like, I want to <laughs> know. Like, I want to know. Like, what? What? How they would experience it? Like, because yep. like a lot of the the stuff with like the way the girls acted on their phones and whatever. I was like, meh. I found a lot of that humor missed utterly for me. But totally missed. Again, but like maybe it would hit for a twelve year old girl. I don't even think so. But yeah, but like, maybe. but he might know, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like if he was writing this movie, his daughter I think now is like sixteen or seventeen, something like that. And he kind of, I mean, like he's been he's him and his daughter are very tight and they're close. Yeah. Like. Maybe this all this stuff made his daughter like giggle like an insane person. Presumably, he ran some of that shit by her. You know, and I hope so. Exactly, yeah. and it was like a collaborative piece with his daughter. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think like if it was on TV, I would kind of, I'd almost want people to watch it, but I wouldn't necessarily ever really seek this out. Like if it no, popped up yeah. on television, I'd be like, okay, I can like give hey, this another round. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. you guys should watch watch this. Everybody is. I mean, all the usual, not not all the usual suspects, like the new batch of usual suspects, I think, are kind of in it. With, like, yeah. Ralph Garman plays the, the Nazi guy. Uh, Haley Joel Osment is in yeah. it. Uh, Jay has a little cameo. Uh, Adam Brody is in it. What's his but, name? The guy who, um, uh, the guy who played the main character in Tusk. Uh, Justin Long. Justin Long was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That's it. So, like, yeah. the, the, the crew that he kind of got together with in Tusk yeah. is all kind of, like, around again in, very, in new roles. Of course. So... Uh, what? As as he referred to ever so nicely, what's his name? Johnny Depp. Donnie. 
Johnny. John. Mr. Depp. Mr. No, no. <laughs> Johnny. Remember, they're friends. Yeah, it's exactly yep. friends. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, there was. It wasn't for us. And Kevin Smith was like, yeah, it's not for you guys, so whatever. And yeah. and then at the end of it, can I say I really enjoyed it? I didn't really enjoy it, but I, you know, I, I laughed at some good... There was a lot of, like, Canadiana that was, like, not... It wasn't Canadian. It was, like, how Americans view the stereotypical cartoony version of a Canadian. Yeah. That's what was in there. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I just, like, there's some... But then there's some stuff that, like, is... Like also like nudge nudge Canada even like kind of. I mean I just like the, like the one thing when when um, uh, when Harley Quinn's for Colleen because both the girls. Do you want to give the plot just like a little bit more detail than just? Okay, I was gonna I just finish yeah. my thought. Okay, finish like she it. was she's wearing she has like a shirt like a Henderson Scores for Canada shirt. Yeah, which is like about the most Canadian shirt you could wear. But I don't even think that like Americans would get that probably not right like that's like a summit series thing that america wasn't even involved in that was like that's a canadian russian right like situation like you I know guess, like, yeah. like there's some stuff that then is like ultra canadian sure 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 you know anyway so yeah so the plot is uh that these two teenage girls work at a convenience store yep and then uh there was a the the the, the premise i suppose is that there was a canadian branch of the nazis which there was yeah that was actually historical yeah and then part of them fled to manitoba part of them fled to winnipeg yeah and then there was a the secret experiment to try and preserve and create an army of um nazi Nazis supermen to take over like he was going to cr- the, the nazi doctor cryogenically freezes himself that's right for a century yeah but then he wakes up after 50 years because the girls blow out the power on his band. secret lair with their sweet band that's playing rock and roll yeah. i don't know man teenage girls into anthrax i mean i feel like that's what like dad wants his cool daughter to be into yeah but i don't really see a lot of teenage girls actually being into anthrax i don't know maybe harley quinn though. is actually into anthrax and it was like I, her choice but i really doubt it i think that's a kevin smith do choice. we know that kids are into winnipeg i don't know anything about kids in winnipeg <laughs> i really don't know anything about 12 year old girls so like I, I had known literally nothing about either side of this <laughs> maybe they're just garbage fires and that's where stars come from that's it uh but yeah so Long story short, yeah, the guy wakes up early, and so the, the Nazis are not all the way. Nope, they're little bratsies. Formed. That's right. So then they just run around. Yeah, and try and kill. Pe- oh no, they kill people by pushing themselves and their little like Germanic pointed hat helmets Helmet, yeah. into people's anuses and then crawl out their mouths, yeah. and then they they die from this. In the, and in probably the most giggle-inducing moment, when when they yeah. crawl out of the mouth, they go wonderful, wonderful. That's yeah. and that that I, was kind of adorable. Uh, that was like their like catchphrase for like the little bratsies was wonderful. Yeah, just especially after like crawling presumably uh, through, a man's <laughs> through colon. somebody's colon. Yeah, <laughs> just through. I mean, look, man, that's the humor. It's like <laughs> it's like if if the idea if that made you giggle, if that made you giggle, then get out and see yoga hosers. <laughs> if it didn't, if it if it did not, if you rolled your eyes. It, like already you're tired of listening to us talk about this then probably you'll get literally nothing out of the film but maybe here's a better option if you have a 12 year old daughter yeah then show it to her well because that that, come that back is, to us that is back. one thing that i appreciate the sentiment from yeah. Kevin smith a lot because those movies like typically when you look at like the goonies or you look at uh gremlins, gremlins or, yeah. you look at even critters <laughs> like, yeah 80s you look creature at, like, feature 80s yeah. i mean goonies wasn't really a creature feature but i mean i guess sloth kind of <laughs> oh oh dude <laughs> what are you saying that that was a representation of a real person well maybe a deformed person yeah. or defo person may i say that i don't know <laughs> anyway those like those 80s creature feature yeah, yeah. like those like ki- like those like horror movies for kids yep. often don't feature the girls as the main characters slash heroes yep so this i guess fills that void 
Yep. It does that. Because that void is not filled. No, and I mean, yeah. I mean, if yeah. I was like a, a kind of like a girl who was kind of getting into horror movies and stuff like that, like, like you know, like, like about eleven or twelve year old girl who sure. you're just sure. sort of like, I want to get into horror, but I don't want to be too scared. Yep. That's I think this. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess, and hopefully the humor would not be too Kevin Smithy and would like be uh, uh, appropriate for yep. her. I didn't find it. There, w- there was no like. There was nothing insanely crass. There was nothing insanely crass, which is what like normally the name Kevin Smith implies. You're gonna There's like get. a vulgarity that usually comes. Yeah, and he was he he never got up to that level. So yeah. like kudos to him for restraint, reining it in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, dwarf or not, dwarf or not. So like like look, look the the core narrative to the to the documentary is he starts off with this um with doing the 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 Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. He says like look I need to make two million dollars. He's like three quarters of the way through his um the month Can't or whatever name. that he has to do the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. He's at like halfway there. He has to go to um, the convention for Gary Gygax, GaryCon, that happens every year mm-hmm. in wherever. Gary and Khan, um, you get to meet the cast of characters that work for him, and then he has to move, and then his mother dies. And there's, like, a real core to the story that is about him and his um, – he was, like he, – he was born to a American soldier and a Korean lady in Korea. Okay. Are we talking and then North he, or South Korea? South. Okay. And then, because I mean, that story could have been crazy. <coughs> yeah, it could have been crazy, but it was not. <laughs> and then, and then he got adopted by an American family, who then, and he didn't get along with the American family's original daughter, so they got rid of him. Oh wow! And like, they wanted to send him back to Korea because he wasn't like getting along. Mm-hmm. And then this other family in New York picked him up, so he had like a really fucked up childhood. Weird childhood bounced around family to family. Yeah, but it like worked out with the other family, okay, sort of, in, enough to get him grown up to get to school where he like couldn't get along in school with fucking anybody, and okay. he found Dungeons and Dragons, and it became his big like thing. Mm-hmm. And so like a, a big part of this document documentary was like number one his relationship with his mom and his dad who are both much older and the dad has already died and the mom is dying and um how old is he like i mean i guess he's right now he's in his like late 40s early 50s so he's like you know aged and um and then also he it's like heavily implied he has an he's an alcoholic or has a very very rough relationship with alcohol Mm -hmm. and then he starts this company he like goes to art school clearly has a huge talent for painting and for sculpting Yeah, yeah yeah but never enough to actually like get into the art scene Okay. So he has a lot of trouble finding his way in life on his own. Which, I mean, I think is not unusual. Totally not unusual. Like, I mean, like you need to be, like, the top 1% of the top exactly, 1% exactly. to start so, really making money Exactly, So, but he might be, like, the art. top 1.0001, you know, like, yeah, just yeah. enough to not get in. But enough that, like, anybody sees his work is like, holy shit, this guy really fucking knows what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, yeah, um, And so, like, it's not, ju- it's not like a Dungeons & Dragons movie, although there is a lot of Dungeons & Dragons yeah. in it. And Dungeons & Dragons is, like, forms, like, something that, like, makes this guy's life very, very... Well, it's his motivator, but it's, it's not yeah. necessarily what the movie's about. Exactly. So I like, I, and, and I thought he was a weird enough character to like keep me interested in it the whole way through. Right. It did not. It was not like like didn't have like this like driving, co- super compelling story to it in the way that like, um, uh, what's it called, the Kung Fu Elliot, Kung Fu Elliot did, or something like um, uh, in the game, the movie, no, Letter to Your fa- Dear Zachary, a Letter to Your Father, Blitter. Yeah. I don't, like it, it, it did not get up to that level because the, the story itself was not like completely insane. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just a guy trying to it's save just a guy trying to make his way with his own company. But it was like super heartwarming. He seems like a super fucking nice guy, a dude I would love to play D and D with. Mm-hmm. I actually went and put a three hundred dollar order in at Dwarven Forge <laughs> yesterday because I was so like. Tripped out by the story and whatever, yeah. and also they brought their shipping prices down finally. <laughs> and so, um, whatever. Like, if you're into a good documentary, like it's going to come out on Netflix really soon. Okay. I heartily recommend watching it if you're in for something nice and fun and like it's not 
Well, it doesn't go much further than that. Yeah, kind of. I, I like. I appreciate a lot of these like geeky documentaries and yeah. stuff. I mean, I think it kind of like kicked off really with uh, King of Kong. Yep. Like yep, just just sure. like kind of like watching these dudes who like the, they you do end up with these like characters who just like devote themselves to this tiny geeky little niche and then make it and yeah. then like exactly well, and then make it or, or at least like interesting. You yeah, know, like it's just sure. kind of like it's like stuff that. Like you're, I'm like I'm into video games, but I'm into Dungeons and Dragons, but I've never been like I'm going to devote myself to it. So it's kind of neat to see these people who have devoted their life to this thing that I'm a little bit into. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it's sure. just like it's just kind of like I'm like, oh, that's cool. So yeah, I don't know. So there you go, charming documentary. I don't. There's not really much more to say about it than that. I recommend. Is there anything you want to spoil about either of these films? I don't think so. I, I mean, I guess I have a minor spoiler. By Yoga Hosers? No, I was going to say about Dwarven Forge, but I mean, I guess, like, we know that it's still a company already. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's still around. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you go to their website, they're on their fourth Kickstarter now. So, yeah. no, they, they just finished their fourth Kickstarter. Right. And I actually asked him if he was doing his fifth Kickstarter, and he was like, oh, there's all kinds of secret stuff. We can't talk about our fifth one yet. Right. That's weird. How do they keep having Kickstarters? Isn't that, like, the sign of the company not doing great? Like, what, No. The and they actually asked that in the in the Q&A. So, he was there, the, the right. dude that it was about. And he and and they were they were like, why do you keep doing it? Like a lot of people say it's a huge pain in the ass to run Kickstarter events, and he's like, it's a huge fucking pain in the ass. Like right. his whole life shuts down during the month because you have to keep generating buzz because otherwise you get like a huge amount of sales in the first day and then fucking nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And um, he was like, it's the only way he can stay in business. The company doesn't sell enough Dwarven Forge stuff on its own to stay profitable and stay in business. Mm-hmm. And it's only through having these little events that he can, like, generate enough buzz to sell enough junk to, to keep the company going. Crazy. Yeah. And he said it's, like, a big deal to him not to sell out to huge Hasbro or whatever to keep pumping the stuff out. He really wants to own it and just, like, make really good yeah. little Dwarvenite the, the the company says their their bits are made out of dwarvenite because they're indestructible and whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Dude, everything about this guy is adorable. I fucking uh, I love him. I want <laughs> I want to I want to go hang out with. Whatever, him. Whatever, man, it worked. He got three hundred bucks from Look, you, man. Really <laughs> super boozy fucking D and D lovers. You can't you can't tell me I'm not going to be friends with this guy. Yeah, sweet. That sounds fun. I'll, I'll probably check it out when check it's on, it on Netflix. And, uh, they Netflix. they said it's getting a, a good release. Cool. Yep. All right, coming up next, I think we're going to be uh, I talking, think we're dedicating a whole, whole episode, episode to our good pal, uh, Matt, Matt Johnson. Johnson, doing Operation He's Avalanche. Operation Avalanche, coming out tomorrow in the episode. Hooray! World, and I guess September in the rest of the world. So yeah, check out Yoga Hosers if you're into that, and check out Dwarven Dwarven. Check out Dwarven Not. Dwarven Not. whatever. Yay! Hey guys, it's me again. Uh, just a quick reminder, 9to5.cc is a fan-made, fan-supported website. That means we don't have uh, any sort of an advertising budget. The only way we really have to get our name out there is by our fans uh, sharing us, liking us, and supporting us. So if you enjoy uh, what we're doing, um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're there. Uh, tell your friends that this podcast is happening, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, also, if you like what we're doing, we do have uh, a podcast for the rest of the year, John and I, uh, called 9to5 Entertainment System that we do with the other founders of the sites, uh, Scott and Sophie, and we also have another podcast that we do uh, through the rest of the year called uh, Go Plug Yourself for Myself and Walter J. Ling. Uh, talk to people that have interesting stuff coming up in Montreal. So, uh, once again, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, we're on both of them. Uh, if you see us at the festival, come say hey, and uh, keep listening and keep enjoying the show. We're going to try to keep having episodes pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, Fantasia's been so great so far, so uh, yeah, I'm done. Here we go. Thanks for listening. 5.cc
we're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.